Let's head back to the Mo Betters broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, uh, first play of quarter number four. Right here, right now, second and seven for UTSA at the BYU 30-yard line after a quarterback keep by Narcisse to end the third quarter. First play of the fourth, and UTSA in scoring territory from the 30-yard line going south to north, left to right. Again, quarterback keep and a drop for a loss. Uriah Leatawa wraps up along with Isaiah Kofusi, the quarterback, Lowell Narcisse, and drops him in the backfield. That was on second and seven. It'll go to third down and nine. Loss of two on that play. Great call there, bringing Isaiah on the blitz. Came out like he was shot out of a cannon. And, uh, boy, they uh, went high and low for a good hit on the quarterback. Third down and nine. Narcisse in the gun with McCormick to his right hip. Big down for UTSA. The lob down the left side toward the end zone. Oh, it's caught for a touchdown. Beyond the hands of Troy Warner, hauling it in for the score is Zachary Franklin. And UTSA has its first touchdown of the day to make the score 21-12 with the PAT pending. Great throw and a tremendous grab over Warner for the TD. There was an offsides on that as well, free play. I thought uh, it looks like we didn't get the ref's mic there, but uh, obviously it's a moot point as uh, the wide receiver for UTSA was able to high point that ball and out jump the BYU cornerback for the touchdown. Uh, UTSA won't go away quietly. I think Narcisse has really injected some life into this offense. They've been definitely more competitive and obviously just put their first touchdown up on the board. Duplessis on for the PAT. UTSA has played the better third quarter and uh, is within eight again of BYU, 21-13. to 13. I say better third quarter. We're into the fourth, but most of that was done in the third. We're 34 seconds into the fourth quarter. And now the score, 21-13. to 13. BYU leads 65-yard drive, five plays, 126 off the clock, a 32-yard touchdown pass to end the drive, and a big play in the middle of the drive, setting the Roadrunners up in scoring territory. They've been, they've been better in the second half well, and, and have given BYU a heck of a game. The Cougars will almost certainly not meet the oddsmakers' expectations today, which was uh, a 34.5-point spread coming into the day. So we mentioned earlier that Narcisse, he was the backup coming into the day. Last week when he got in the game, he was actually the fourth quarterback. But in the pregame, their coach mentioned how, uh, and their play-by-play guy mentioned that uh, he actually played the majority of the time last year. And then I was doing a little bit of research into his background. He's from Louisiana. He was actually at one point an LSU commit, but after suffering back-to-back ACL injuries, his junior and senior years of high school, they kind of uh, dropped off of him as far as a recruit. So Narcisse, who made that big throw and has injected life into this UTSA offense, uh, it's not like he's some random guy. He's a pretty good player, and BYU's got to meet the challenge. Oh, he's the guy now. He's, he's their new starting quarterback. There's no doubt. Yeah, no, I mean, the difference between him and Harris has been stark. And there were two 32-yard completions on that drive. And UTSA makes it a one-score game again, 21-13, 14-26 to go. Zach Wilson has passed uh, Virgil Carter for 14th place on the all-time Cougar passing yardage list. By the way, through three quarters of play, BYU was outgaining UTSA 395-230. to 230. But it's still a one-score game. BYU had been outrushing UTSA almost uh, more than 2-1, to one, 136-65 to 65 on the ground gains. Zach Wilson shotgun. Option to the right, the pitch back to Algier. Steps through one tackle, gets past another, and a third forces him out after a gain of five at the 30-yard line to the right side. Gunnar Romney in this game of note has passed Kalani Sitake in career receptions. Kalani is a fullback for BYU, caught 62 balls in his career, and Gunner's up to 64 and counting. That was back in the days of 95H option. It was a staple of the Lavelle Edwards or Norm Chow or, uh, you know, but those offenses where they loved getting the backs involved, and Kalani had real soft hands. Fun little moment for Gunner and Kalani to share. One of the rare under center snaps. They go eyebacks and a miscommunication and an exchange fumble as on eyebacks with Wake and Algier. Algier never got the ball cleanly from Zach, and that was on second and six. It's going to go to third down and eight with 13.38 to play here in Provo. Just not the sharpness from start to finish, really, from start to at least this point in the fourth quarter from BYU that we've come to expect through three games, and it began early with a fumble that kept the Cougars out of the end zone on possession number one. They've been battling missteps most of the rest of the way, leading it 21-13, a third down and eight. Big down for BYU. 
at the Cougar 27-yard line. Zach surveys downfield, throws on the run, throws low to Algier, but it's incomplete. Hit the ground first, and BYU will be punting it away. They got off schedule, and then came the incomplete, and the offense for UTSA is going to get the ball back, and it's an energized UTSA sideline. Heavy, heavy underdogs. Too heavy, I thought, coming in. And they've proven, if not BYU's equal, certainly a worthy competitor. And BYU will uh, have some work to do to hang on to a number 15 national ranking through the weekend. It's just not been the best of games for the Cougs to this point. Still plenty of time left to make a better impression, but it's 21-13. to 13. Cougs lead down to 8 with 13.07 to play, and the Cougs punting it away. Ryan Rico lofts one that bounces at the 32 of UTSA, out of bounds at the UTSA 33, first and 10 for the Roadrunners. We hear whistles, but I don't see flags. This ref running in has his hat off, but you're oh, no, right. I, no no, no, I, I know I see a flag near sideline. Oh. It's hidden by players, but, yeah, there was a flag thrown on that on that play. So we'll wait for the call. But either way, UTSA will get the ball back with a chance to tie the game. Hat off typically means an eligible receiver was forced out of bounds. Came back into play. Maybe there was some hand fighting or something away from the ball. You mentioned flag on the near sideline. Obviously, the punt went to the far sideline. See what uh, if this goes for or against the Cougars. It was a fourth and eight punt, by the way, from the BYU 27. There is no foul for legal substitution. The guy that stepped off the field was the 11th guy. Ryan Rico had punted four times in three games. He's punted four times today. It's been that kind of game for BYU compared to the Time previous the three. Field. We'll take a break. 12.58 to play here in Provo. BYU 21, UTSA 13 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with a scoreboard update. Three other games in top 25 going on right now. Number three, Georgia leading number 14, Tennessee, 23-21. Iowa State on top of Texas Tech, 31-7 in the fourth quarter. And in the third quarter, it is Arkansas trailing at number 13, Auburn. Auburn leading at 20-12. Back to Lavelle Edwards Stadium and Greg Rubel. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Radio, 107.9 FM, KUMT, Randolph, and KBYU FM, HD2, Provo. First and 10 for UTSA at the Roadrunners' 32-yard line. BYU football is presented in part by Tucano's. Back to school, back to football, back to Tucano's Brazilian Grill. Whether it's the flame-grilled meats, seafood, or the award-winning unlimited salad festival, dinner at Tucano's is an experience you can't get anywhere else. BYU coming in today is a five-touchdown favorite and leading by a touchdown and a two-point conversion. 12.58 to play in the game. 21-13, BYU up. Lowell Narcisse has replaced Frank Harris and turned this game around to an extent for the Roadrunners. They look much better with Narcisse under center. Both are left-handers. Both are sturdy sorts, but uh, Narcisse even bigger at 6'3", 230. He's in like tight end territory as he hands off to Sincere McCormick, and McCormick is undercut on the runoff tackle right for a yard, second and nine. With the clock rolling to 12:49 and counting, yeah, Greg, you mentioned that he's in tight end territories, but he is every bit of six three. And back to start off the second half, how he got their offense rolling was he was hitting seam passes, which are much easier for taller quarterbacks as they're able to see over the line and those throwing windows are clear. Where Harris, his only completions were coming outside the pocket. In the gun, a knee high snap, and a pass to the far side, complete near the line to gain, forced out. One yard shy of it. Joshua Cephas on the catch. It's a half yard. Really, it's a football length. Third and a football for UTSA. So moving the stick shouldn't be difficult here. You wouldn't think. BYU's defense has come up big on many occasions on third and shorts. And they wrap up and force back. And I think they've done it again. Um, From third and a ball length to fourth and a full yard now. They snuck Narcisse. But he never got going. And BYU got great push. And now a decision. It's an eight-point game. You're fourth and one from your own 41, and the offense stays on the field, Riley. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fourth and a really a long one, almost fourth and two. Yeah, I think they're going to go to McCormick here, ride your workhorses. Or will they try to draw? Let's see. Yeah, that's that's another possibility there. Just going back to the third and less than a yard, that big body is all for naught if you don't know how to use it. He stayed way too high, allowed the BYU players to get up underneath him and stop him. Play clock to five. They're going to go for it on fourth down and two. The keeper by Narcisse, and he got it, and then some into BYU territory, rumbling for a gain of 15 on fourth and two inside UTSA territory. Gutsy call. They want to stay in the game, and they do on a 15-yard gainer by the big man, the quarterback, Lowell Narcisse. He was strung up on third and a ball length, and he makes 15 on fourth and two. Quarterback run, especially out of shotgun, is always good in short-yarded situation because it allows you to throw an extra blocker at the defense and gain an advantage, as they as was evidenced there. They had everybody blocked up on the defensive front. Narcisse was able to find the hole and was into the defensive secondary quite quickly. Double tight in a wide to the right, single wide left. The backfield is Marcis and McCormick, and flags fly yeah. as Mar- McCormick goes between the hashes and tackles for nine. Flags in the area of holding, yeah. pretty obvious holding there on uh, Gabe Summers was the defensive lineman for BYU who was holding. held. Number four, offense, 10-yard penalty from the previous spot, still first down. Penalty number seven against UTSA on the day. 10-51, and BYU's lead is 21-13. to Most of these drive-stalling penalties have happened to BYU. This is really since Narcisse has entered the game in the second half, the first time they find themselves significantly backed up behind the sticks. We'll see how they deal with this adversity, and then also we'll see how BYU takes advantage of having their opponent in a first-and-20 situation. First and 20, ball on the UTSA 45, and between the hashes, BYU brings Kafusi from the left of Narcisse, who fires right. The catch is made, shy of the original line of scrimmage, and the tackle made at the 49 of BYU. Gain of six as Leroy Watson made the reception, was flung down immediately. Good sure tackle there by Peyton Wilger. A little bit soft coverage, like you understand a first and 20. You don't want to give up anything cheap. I'd like to see the Cougars tighten it up here a little bit, though. Narcisse to the gun. Daniels to his left hip. Twins left, a wing tight, and a wide to the right. And the uh, Roadrunners in no hurry. They're getting under 10 on play clocks. They want to they shorten the game for shorten sure. Shorten the game in, a one, in an 8-point game. Handoff, Daniels. And Daniels keeps it going after taking a hit near the line of scrimmage for a gain of maybe 4. Third down and 11. Yeah, and, and if, if UTSA was going forward on fourth and two inside their own territory, might they consider this to be four down territory and say, let's let's get some of the 11 right now and, and, and go forward on fourth if we have to? Most definitely, Greg. And, uh, and the fact that you're on the road accentuates that four down territory urgency. Trips to the right. We'll see what BYU decides defensively. Here's a smart decision. The UCCU 4321 cash back rewards. Carbage gives you more cash back on the spending you do the most. UCCU, love where you bank. Shotgun snap to Narcisse. Pocket collapses for the first time today. He is going down. Three Cougars in on that sack of the quarterback. That was a sack party. Great job. Alden Tofa, Parker Daw, and Bracken Elbakri said Meech at the quarterback. Did I? Uh, I'm. Hopefully I got all those numbers right, but that's what it looked like for me. It truly was. All three defensive linemen rushing the quarterback converged in a single instance to bring down Narcisse. Great, timely, big play by the defense. Now we'll see if the offense can respond by lengthening out this lead once they get the ball back. It was Daw, Tofa, and Summers combining on that sack, but three do meet at the quarterback. A wobbling end-over-ender punt, and it'll go into the end zone for a touchback. BYU out to the 20 after this. So the Cougar defense holds and then sacks for the first time today the quarterback Lowell Narcisse BYU will get the offense on the field with an eight-point lead and 829 on the fourth quarter game plot Cougars 21 UTSA 13 we're taking a break on the new skin BYU Sports Network BYU fans don't deal with pushy salespeople buy your next vehicle at Ken Garf Nissan of Orem where every customer is treated right visit us online today at Ken Garf Nissan Orem.com 8.29 to play here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, Provo, Utah. Greg Rubel, Riley Nelson, Mitchell Jurgens with you. BYU 21 and UTSA 13 is our score. BYU gets the ball back on offense from its own 20-yard line. In the first half, Tyler Algier was impressive. Nine carries, 75 yards. 
And to this point in the second half, Riles, uh, just he's had only three looks, three carries for eight yards. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, Greg. They came out of having a ton of real time. You, I think you mentioned over a half hour, maybe closer to 45 minutes of real time passing before they, between plays, right? Their last play of the first half and their first play of the second half. Yeah. And uh, they came out just and have not been able to move that uh, UTSA defensive front like they were in the first half. They did get it going. On that last touchdown drive, I wanted to make the point that they came. They had that big third and five, third and six, and Zach goes to Dax. Dax wins on a man-to-man slant for the third down conversion. Very next play, they get Gunnar Romney on a one-on-one big-time post, and then Zach runs it in for the touchdown. So there's your three. If they can get Tyler going here on this drive, then you've got all your main playmakers on offense banging on all cylinders, uh, and you've gained some momentum back in this game. Twins to the right, the short side. One of those, Romney will motion on fly sweep, take the handoff from Zach Wilson. And Gunner is rocked as he turned the corner just inside the far numbers. He got popped by Rashad Wisdom. Welcome to the game, Rashad Wisdom. And Gunner's hurt. He's going out. He is hurt, holding his right arm to his side. And whether his day is done or not, we do not know. But he was injured on that play. Gunner Romney, the most important offensive weapon for BYU other than Zach Wilson this year, is on the sideline hurt after taking fly sweep and getting lit up as he turned a short corner at the far side. Something to watch. Wilson in the gun. Katoa to his left hip, but the throw goes to the right side. Great grab made by yeah. Dax Milne. Goes high to Holliday taps the toes at the boundary. And on second and eight, a catch for ten, and BYU moves the sticks. That really was such great concentration to be able to keep your hand, secure that ball that was a little bit high for you and get your feet. He even got both feet down. We, we used to say that one would have been good in the league, meaning that a good in the, NF, in the NFL. Great job there by Dax. Wilson will go under center with Katoa as the lone setback. The motion man is Milne from left to right. A short boot and a throw to the right side. Pau makes the catch, and he was getting lined up. And he makes the catch, but for maybe a yard is all. And the guy that hit him is down. So the hitter in that case, and it was it looked like wisdom again, and it was. So Rashad Wisdom, who just knocked Gunnar Romney out of the game, had a real good chance to send Pau to the sidelines, but just didn't get him cleanly and hurt himself on the play. It ends up being just a one-yard gain. And a, a short throw to the right side. Timeout taken, it sounds like. Ruling on the field. It's a completed pass for second down. The previous play is under further review. Now, why, why would you be reviewing a one-yard gain? Yeah, good question, Greg. The in whole fact, thing they're, happened. They're, they're told in the rule book to, to review plays of importance that, and I, I don't know that this is one of them, but... I, literally, it's it's a one-yard gain. So remind maybe, me. Maybe they gave him two on it. Officially, he goes to second and eight. But there was no loss of the ball. There was no recovery of a ball, was there? What's the... Uh, or, are they, or are they reviewing uh, the target? Because if you lead with the crown okay, of the helmet, okay. no matter where, even though he made contact with okay. Neil Pau's lower back, if you still lead with the crown of the helmet, then you can be liable for okay, targeting. Okay, so it wasn't... Now, did he didn't say reviewed for targeting, did he? Just no, now, he, he said reviewed. Okay, yeah, so he just that, said, that has to be what they're doing, though, you'd think. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. the, the rest of the play happened inbounds. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if we... Well, well he, does, what, he does hit him in the lower back with his helmet. Yeah. And, in fact, it's it, Wisdom, it's it's the same. Yeah, that, that, that's a lead with the crown of the helmet play to the lower back of Neil Pau'u. And Wisdom sat out the first half this game for targeting with the helmet last game in the second half. Well, and he's got to learn that it's not just to protect the guys that he's trying to hit, it's to protect himself. He yeah. came out and he was grabbing his neck, and again, not to speculate on injuries, but normally after I see a hit like that and then I see a guy grab his neck, you think stinger, right? Which is, which happens to a lot of defensive players where uh, a big hit to the head can stretch the nerves in their neck and it causes some nerve pain uh, in their neck and down their arm. After review, it was determined there was a personal foul Targeting number zero defense. That 15 yard penalty will be added to the end of the run. Automatic. First down. Number zero has been disqualified. And not only disqualified, but missing the first half of the next game for a second straight game. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, I guess someday he'll learn. Um, now, speaking, there was a, a couple of plays prior to that. There was, uh, we saw Gunnar Romney. Um, 
hobble out, well, not hobble, but hop off the field holding his right arm. I did watch the replay, and he pushed off the ground with his right arm, and I don't see the medical tent up. Maybe when Mitch gets an opportunity to see how the evaluation with Gunner went. Yeah, Riley, so uh, Gunner, he was being evaluated by the medical um, the medical staff that looked to be a right shoulder injury. Um, he has his helmet back on, and he is with the receiver group. It looks like he will be returning to this game. Don't see him on the field right now, but uh, wouldn't be surprised if uh, uh, on the next play, you see Gunner back in there. Mitchell Jurgens in the Zions Bank end zone for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. Good news from Mitch. We hope for Gunner and BYU first and 10 at the 49-yard line of the Cougars. Seven minutes even to play in the game. A game lead BYU leads 21-13. to 13. Wilson turns and hands off to Lopini Katoa and doesn't get much. Was the ball loose or just Katoa down? Katoa down is all and no gain on the play. So not much happening for BYU on the ground after a pretty good first half rushing the football. Go to second down and 10 from the 49 of BYU, 635 to play. You mentioned this earlier, Greg, just not quite as sharp as they have been. So they pulled the right guard on that play, and he actually almost tripped. and He didn't fall all the way to the ground, but he and Zach kind of tangled up their feet as he was pulling, and Zach was going back to hand the ball off. The fly man is Milne. The give middle to Katoa on second and ten for maybe two, third down and eight for BYU. And again, just not quite. The, the run fits have just not been there like they have been traditionally. On that play, which was a, a zone read out of the shotgun, you leave one unblocked man on the line of scrimmage to the right as you hand off to the left. That time there were two. So they uh, UTSA did a good job stunting. BYU was not able to pick up the stunt and uh, essentially was able to, the play was stifled because you had two unblocked players rather than the one. And on a day where BYU's gained 400-plus yards of offense, it feels like the offense has been stifled for much of the day. Zach Wilson lobs it up for Milne. Back shoulder and a catch made! Dax Milne hauls it in inside the 25-yard line, right near the 25. Great throw by Zach Wilson. Back shoulder to the right boundary. Milne could find it when the defender could not. They'll move it back at 28, 28-yard line of UTSA, first down and 10. Cover zero, all-out blitz. Zach knew it from the very beginning, takes the ball, takes one step back to clear himself a little bit more space from the line of scrimmage, and throws it up to his trusted teammate, Dax Milne. Great play, great identification by Zach Wilson on the blitz. Might I add, Dax made that catch when the defender had a handful of jersey. Algier. On a reverse to Milne. Milne from left to right. Outside the near numbers. Flag flies. Maybe a hold on the edge could bring this back. No, it's one of those new calls where Mason Wake was heading back towards his own line oh, of scrimmage and blocking, made contact with the defender. Blocking toward the ball, yeah. uh, the, the line of scrimmage. Yep. It wasn't violent. Well, he didn't. He flags didn't. on both sides of the field. Oh, yeah, there is one on that far sideline. Huh. Ho- hopefully offsetting penalties. That's one I have a hard time with. I understand, Greg, you're trying to protect guys from getting blindsided and unnecessarily violent hits, but that was one that looked more like a basketball screen than it did anything else. There are fouls by both teams. Offside, number nine, defense, personal foul, illegal blindside block, number 13, offense, those fouls will offset. Replay, first down. So the uh, gains, uh, the gain is wiped off. Oh, hold on. Yep, 28-yard line. It'll redo it. For the fourth straight game, BYU's had a century mark receiver. Dax Milne, 7 for 102 today. Gunner had gone 100-plus in the first three games. He's at 80 right now. And by the way, he is back in the game. Gunner Romney has returned to the game, as Mitch said would happen. So BYU first and 10 at the UTSA 28. BYU's up 21 to 13. They go pistol with Algier behind Wilson. Snap Zach. Almost no movement in the pocket as he throws behind Gunnar Romney and it's tipped up and falls incomplete. Nearly a pick by UTSA. Tyler Monkey deflected it. Blitz again, and the guy was right in Zach's lap. The reason why it was uh, the ball was a little bit short and was able to be tipped by the linebacker was because Zach was not able to stif- step into and deliver the ball with the velocity that we're accustomed to seeing. Second and ten, ball on the 28. Cougs up eight, 431 to play. Trips left, tight end right, run right by Algier. Algier 25-20. And he'll end up one yard shy, maybe two of the line to gain. It'll go to third and two for BYU. And Tyler Algier is slow to get up. 
That is what we're used to seeing, Greg, is the BYU offensive line reestablished the line of scrimmage in the defensive backfield. Algiers was not touched, and it looks like he maybe uh, got, hopefully got stepped on or cleated uh, on his foot. It doesn't look to be too serious a sprain or injury. Anyway, bottom line, first contact was not made on the ball carrier until seven yards down the field. Great job by the BYU offensive line of reestablishing physical play. Okay, now it's a big uh, third down coming up. We'll set it up after this. 419 to play. BYU 21, UTSA 13. A third and two for BYU on the UTSA 20. After this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coming up, we'll see what kind of UCCU smart decision BYU makes on third and two. Here's a smart decision. The UCCU 4321 cashback rewards card, which gives you more cash back on the spending you do the most. UCCU, love where you bank. Third and two is the money down for BYU this year. BYU actually has two third downs in which they're perfect. On third and five, they're three for three. But on third and two, they are six for six. And all six third and twos have been rushes. All have been successful. So here we go. Third and two with BYU leading it by eight, 419 to go. This is now the seventh third and two of the season. And BYU's converted every preceding third and two on a run. And they're set up to run, at least the initial appearance, with Ibax, Wake, and Algier behind Wilson. What will they do on third and two? Up back, Mason. Another first down. A hurdle again by Mason. (laughs) Inside the 10, driving his flags fly. Oh, no, flags fly behind the play. As Mason's inside the five, he did it again, and BYU had done it again. But what will the call be here? Holding, number 63. Offense, 10-yard penalty from the previous spot. Still first down. That is brutal. He said still first down, so the hold must have come downfield after the first down line to gain Correct. was gained. Okay. Correct. So I, I watched the replay. They showed the replay up on the screen, and what had happened is as Wake was downfield, he was uh, – was that on Tukuafu? I think so. Yes. Yeah, so Tukuafu was still engaged with his man, and then he got hit uh, from behind while he was kind of holding the jersey and brought the guy down with him. So we'll call that hurdle by Mason Wake, our Bailey's Move of the Game, brought to you by Bailey's Moving. We move with you every step of the way since 1952. Mason with another hurdle in this one. Option left to Algier. Wilson the toss to Tyler. Tyler 20, 15, and almost the 10. The Cougars move the sticks again. So, Greg, it doesn't matter now, but the referee said first down, but the sticks showed third and 12 right there. So BYU just converted a third and 12, even though the referee said first Still down. Still first down. Yeah. Mm. Either way, it's a, it's a moot point at this, but that made me a little bit nervous when I saw the down marker still yeah, showing three. But it ends up being a first down and 10 at the 12 for BYU. So I, uh, pistol now. Algier behind Wilson. Zach turns and hands off to Tyler, and he is double-teamed, thrown to the ground after a gain of one from the 12 to the 11. Second and nine, under three minutes to go, so the Cougars are just trying to get out of here with the dub, and a touchdown here might do it. Yeah, you know, you were saying get out of here with the dub, but I also think there's urgency to score. I mean, not just... Uh, not just for the rankings and the perception and all that, but just for you as an offense. You know you haven't played your best. You know you've played sloppy. You got to finish your final drive of it. You and you know you're pretty much going to get out of here with a win. You got to finish your final drive the right way, and that's by putting it in the end zone. Two thirty to play. Play clock at ten. Pistol for Wilson and Katoa handoff Lopini, and Lopini running it right. We'll cut back toward the middle to the six gain. Timeout. Setting up third down and four. First and a half. 30 seconds. Correction. Timeout on the field. Timeout is taken, so we will also take that break with 2.23 to play and BYU leading 21 to 13 and threatening with the ball at the six-yard line of UTSA. This is BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Tyler Algier in this game has uh, 109 rushing yards. Negative 110 now, sorry, 110. BYU in the Kalani Sitake era has never lost a game. They're perfect when they have a 100-yard rusher at home. BYU will improve if they win today to 7-0 in home games when they have a 100-yard rusher. They would be 16-2 overall in the Sitake era with a guy that rushes for 100-plus yards, and that guy today is 
Tyler Algier. 110 on 15 carries, an average of 7.3 yards per rush. So we come back in third down and four for BYU at the UTSA six-yard line. And they'll go to Pistol with Wilson trailed by Algier. Katoa has 36 rushing yards himself. 21-13, BYU leading at 2.23 to play. Joe Tukuafu, the snap to Zach, the handoff to Algier. Algier running through tackles and running right into the end zone. Tyler Algier runs it off tackle left and scampers in for six. And the Cougars lead at 27-13 with a PAT pending. So after not scoring in the first quarter, ending BYU's consecutive scoring streak, BYU has scored touchdowns in the second, the third, and now the fourth. And leads 27-13, PAT to make it 28 with 2.18 to play. And Justin Smith, who's done all the placement kicking in place of an injured Jake Oldroyd, will try the PAT with Ryan Rico holding. No field goal tries for BYU today. But Justin's been 3-for-3 on his PATs. Looks to stay perfect in relief of Oldroyd. And that one's no good. Missed it right. Pushed it. Well, Greg, uh, I think that was a great way to cap off what's most likely going to be their final uh, drive of the day. And Algier, who, as you just mentioned, another hit the century mark. And the left side of that offensive line, which has probably been the stronger side today, cleared a great hole for him. And uh, good cap off to the end of an important drive for this BYU offense. BYU's string of 57 consecutive PATs made ends with the backup kicker missing. On the point after, 27-13. to 13. Well, and coming away from this game, too, uh, I mean, there's going to be definite uh, things to improve on going into Houston. Uh, but this could be a nice little gut check for the for the BYU Cougars is, you know, understanding that you're not just going to walk over every single opponent, that there's going to be true um, improvement need to be made as they watch the film and get ready for a, an opponent next week that has a lot of talent, a lot of athletic ability, and uh, the ability to just... Um, uh, really go ruthless as far you know on both sides of the ball and, and so BYU will be tested and this could be a good opportunity for them to really sit back and, and realize hey we've got to be sharp on all facets of the game uh, coming into this and uh, and so looking to improve coming in uh, to next week uh, at Houston. Mitchell Jurgens, thank you. Ryan Rico will kick away with 218 to play and BYU up 27 to 13. Off the PAT miss by Justin Smith. Oldroyd stays perfect because he hasn't played today. His replacement not quite perfect on the day. Touchback will get you the Utah Pork Producers Pigskin Scoring Summary brought to you by your Utah Pork Producers. From the farm to your fork, Utah Pork Producers are committed to providing nutritious pork products to Cougar fans and families across the state. Visit utahporkproducers.org. Last scoring drive for BYU, 12 plays, 80 yards, 6-11 off the clock. It's a lengthy drive. Six-yard touchdown run at the end of it by Tyler Algier. For Tyler, that's his fourth career touchdown and fourth rushing touchdown of this season. UTSA football first down and 10. Lowell Narcisse loads up, throws to the near side, and with his back to the sideline, getting a foot down and hauling it in on a nice grab is Zachary Franklin. For first down. Some refs are... Looking at play-by-play as a second career, I'm finding this year. Any play that's even close, he loves to announce. But uh, it's good. He keeps us on our toes. Shotgun snap to Narcisse. Guns it to the 45 from the 39 for a completion. That's Brennan Dingle with the catch. Second and four as the uh, Roadrunners run it to the line of scrimmage with some tempo. BYU will almost certainly go to 4-0 for the first time since... 2014. Lowell Narcisse steps up and fires complete to the 33 of BYU. Just outside the outstretched hands of Max Tooley. <laughs> because that one, he caught that as he's, he was going to the ground. I guess he had to confirm that there was a catch. 39 yard line for Sheldon Jones, a uh, 34 yard line for Sheldon Jones. The Roadrunners are already in scoring territory. Roadrunners may not find the win, but they found themselves a new starting quarterback. Pressure from the backside, and stepping out of a sack is Narcisse. Pulls it down, now throws, oh man, wide open in the end zone. Bobbles, but makes the catch for the score. That was quick. The catch made by Brennan Dingle for the touchdown. Rolling on the field, touchdown. 
you cannot keep your eyes in the backfield when you're in man coverage. The corner for BYU thought that Narcisse was being brought down, saw him, you know, he was... And granted, it wasn't like he had him up top. He had his foot, but he was able to spin out of the tackle, out of the almost sack. And uh, once he had done that, the DB had lost sight of his receiver, had lost sight of his assignment. He was standing wide open in the end zone, and Narcisse showed good arm strength to throw it about 45 yards down the field for the touchdown. Duplessis stays perfect on the season with the good PAT. How about a one-minute and one-second drive going 75 yards in four plays with a 34-yard touchdown pass at the end of it? And it's a one-score game, 27-20. to So now we're going to see an onside kick. And BYU now has to recover an onside kick to secure a win, having been a 34-and-a-half-point favorite when the day began. Yeah, you know, and there there is that... You mentioned the odds makers, and you can't control that. But what you can't control is your own performance. And I don't think anybody on the BYU sideline is happy with their performance today. Offense, the defense held tough for the first couple quarters. Obviously, just two field goals in the first half. But since they've made, since UTSA has made the change to Narcisse, they have struggled both to stop the run and the pass. Um, but I guess it's exposed some weakness. These weaknesses were there. It's not like they were on ex- non-existent. So to have the UTSA expose them gives you an opportunity to identify them, correct them, and improve upon them. If BYU plays well and wins at Houston, this will have been a good wake-up call yes. to get them ready for that game. If BYU doesn't play well and win at Houston, the signs will have been there the week before. Yeah, no, great point, Greg. Now, uh, excuse me, I, sh- I should know this on the rule book, but have they made the same thing as the NFL that you have to have the same number of guys on each side of the kicker for the onside kick? Whistles come on either side. Or whistles come and r- officials run in from either side. They're giving a look... Uh, I'm not quite sure what's the UTSA coach. I, w- I wonder if it's mandated that you kick off a tee. They just had the, so UTSA had the ball lying on the X just on the ground, and they gave that two kicker look, so you're not quite sure. They had four guys to one side, four or five to the other, and the two kickers, so you're not quite sure which one's going to come at the ball. It's still just at least four players on either side of the ball. Yeah. And so the ball's being placed at the 35 and being placed in such a way that they can get a wonky roll. No, well, now it's upright on now a tee. Now it's upright, yeah. Yeah, before it, for those that remember the Cowboys game a few weeks ago, how they just kind of laid it on the ball, and then they did a spinning sidekick um, that slowly inched its way down to cross ten yard the ten yard line. Duplessis is one of two near the ball. Now one will actually pin the ball with his finger. To let Duplessis score, or rather kick off the tee. 27-20 after BYU's PAT miss, by the way. So 27-20, to go. And the kick is skipped off the ground and bounced in the air and yeah. loose. And the Cougars have recovered at their own 40-yard, uh, 49-yard line, I do believe. But it wasn't the first clean catch. I think it was Milne in the vicinity, bounced off of Dax, and then it was a scramble for the football. The Roadrunners have two timeouts remaining. 1.15 on the clock. BYU football on the recovery. The kick was recovered by BYU. First down. Keenan Peely comes out of the pile with the football. But the Roadrunners got as good a shot as they wanted off that onside kick because it bounded off bodies and was loose and a pile was formed. And BYU, fortunately, at the bottom of the pile with the football, has possession in a 27-20 game. We talk about learning opportunities. So, Greg, you mentioned that the, the for initially they had two kickers, to kind of given that look that you're not quite sure which way they're going to go. Then the one kicker goes down to hold the ball upright with his toe. Well, the second he does that, it eliminated the whole right side of the field. So why BYU did not shift more returners over, or at least blockers, and their hands team, it really put them at risk there as the ball ricocheted off the first, off the first guy who tried to field it. Wilson turns and hands off to Tyler Algier. And his legs are cut out at the 48-yard line. UTSA calls timeout. UTSA, second of the half, 30 seconds. 
Yeah, and going back to that uh, that onside kick, BYU actually, uh, they were in a good position. The, the wind almost played as the 12th man for BYU because, you know, it looked like UTSA was going to try and trick them on that kickoff to see which way they were going to go. But because of the wind, that player had to put his hand on the ball to keep it there. That way it wouldn't blow off the tee telling the BYU uh, onside recovery team where the ball was going. So um, had a little bit of a, a nice little play there by the wind to help him out. Some home field advantage there. 110 remaining in a one-score game. BYU second and seven at the 48-yard line of UTSA. UTSA can stop it one more time. Wilson with eyebacks, Wake and Algier to the line. Stretch handoff to Algier, stringing it out to the left. Loss of one on the play. From second and seven to third timeout. and eight, UTSA calls UTSA. its final timeout. Last timeout of the half. So, if BYU does not convert here, UTSA making its hands on the ball one last time. Yeah, with about uh, 20-ish seconds. Or 20 to 25 seconds. Uh, well, you got uh, fl- you got kind of buffer time in there. So, yeah, probably yep. more like 20-ish seconds. They would, uh, BYU would be forced to punt the ball. Away. Well, it was a grind today and nothing like the game that was forecast. But I felt that, that, the, that the spread was overly generous considering that UTSA had been undefeated and lost a game by one score last week with third and fourth string quarterbacks playing in that game. I, I thought it was a little bit harsh to them. That said, BYU's not been sharp today uh, the way they would like to be. You could say, well, they gained almost 500 yards and, and uh, you know, put four touchdowns on the board, but it was the little things in between the numbers that show they weren't where they needed to be to be at the standard they'd previously set. And yet, just got to get the W. That's what they're trying to do. Oh, did, did Algier drop the football on the exchange? The ball was fumbled on the exchange on third down and eight. Loss of two to fourth and ten, and the clock is rolling. And back at the 49 of BYU, and the officials have stopped the clock. This uh, crew loves to deliberate, I'll tell you that. The recovery was made by BYU, if indeed it was dropped on the exchange by Algier. But, my goodness, imagine... I mean, that would have put him instantly in a position to throw the ball down the field for Hail Mary, not to right. mention with the ball around the 50 and 50 seconds to go. So th- th- an opportunity to put together. But all that's for naught. I- I'm not sure what they're discussing here. Uh, the four officials are meeting at the 45-yard line. Here comes another call with no flags. Game clock operator put one minute, one second on the game clock, reset the play clock to 40 seconds, and we'll start it on my signal. So time is being put back on the clock. 11 seconds worth. He said 101? 101. So when, he, so when he does signal, this goes back to what we were talking about, Greg. Right. So they'll bring it, BYU the will bring it all winding. the way down to yep. 21 seconds, call a timeout, and then it, well, they'll be forced to punt it away. So it'll be seconds remaining for UTSA, but they will have a shot when a shot didn't appear all that probable a few moments ago. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, 20 seconds, you probably got a chance for, if you can get two completions, you know, you throw a couple comebacks to the sideline if you can complete them. Uh, Narcisse is a big boy. We've mentioned that. He's 6'3 or 6'4. He's he's 230-plus, and I bet he could probably throw it at least 60 yards. So this is not outside the realm of a Hail Mary possibility. Delay a game. Offense. Five-yard penalty. Still fourth down. So the Cougars chose not to call the timeout, but rather take the delay as the clock wound down to 21 seconds. So Ryan Rico will be asked to use that leg of his. And again, even if it gets into the end zone, which would be a heck of a kick, it puts UTSA with 80 yards and 20 seconds. It's the line of scrimmage, the BYU 44. UTSA's lining up. They're coming after this, obviously. If they can block this punt, it changes their fortunes. Sheldon Jones back in return position. Snap, Rico, 
Punt away, and he's hit, and he's roughed, and that might do it. He was upended. They came hard, and I don't think that plant foot landed before he was upended. It did not. I mean, that's one strategy is, like, let's sell out and try and get the punt. If we get it, then obviously that'll be great. And if we don't, then, you know, the game is probably out of reach anyway. The kicker, number 10, defense, 15-yard penalty from the previous spot. Automatic first down. And that's your ball game. So BYU will take a snap, take a knee, and get out of here with the win. However it happened, they got it to go to 4-0 for the first time since 2014. The style points were lacking. It was uh, mistake-filled. It was unsatisfying in some ways. But it is a win for a number 15 team to go to 4-0. And that will be your final score, 27-20. So the uh, Roadrunners doing what they had to do to give themselves a shot, which they believed was rush the punter hard. They did. Too hard in this case. Roughed him, fouled him, personal foul, and that will be your ball game. So Cougars will escape win all three games of their three-game homestand and take a 4-0 record to Houston in six nights with improvements to be made. There's a knee, and that is your final score, 27-20. BYU's a winner over UTSA here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Post-game recap next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, so back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium here in Provo, Utah, BYU escapes and survives against UTSA 27 to 20 never really threatened I guess you'd say the game felt like it was in hand all game really it was only going to be a, a desperation opportunity for the Roadrunners at the end but it ends up being a seven point win for BYU uh, Cougars at the break today were leading at uh, 14 to 3 and the first possession of half number two for UTSA resulted in a field goal making the score 14 to 6 BYU punted on its first possession of the third quarter after a punt by UTSA. BYU got the ball back and with 104 to play in quarter number three, capped a 90-yard drive this way. The pull away from Tyler, the keep by Zach, and Zach is into the end zone. He's wrapped up, but he gets past the plane and scores to make it 20-6 with a PAT pending. 21-6 after the PAT. UTSA answers with a touchdown. BYU after a punt and UTSA after a punt. Gave the ball back to BYU late in the fourth quarter, or rather middle of the fourth quarter, 8.29 to play in the fourth when this drive began. And it was a lengthy drive, six minutes and 11 seconds off the clock. Twelve plays to go 80 yards with a drive that ends with this play. Joe Tukawafu, the snap to Zach, the handoff to Algier. Algier running through tackles and running right into the end zone. Tyler Algier runs it off tackle left and scampers it for six. And the Cougars lead at 27-13 with a PAT pending. BYU with a PAT. Missed on that. 27-13 the score. And then UTSA with a touchdown on this final possession, making the final score 27-20. BYU at the half had 300 yards of offense. In the second half put up an additional 170 is all. UTSA had 101 yards at the half and put up 258 after halftime, uh, UTSA was BYU's equal, and in some measures, then some after halftime. Riley, yeah, uh, for that look, that happens with teams when you switch out a quarterback, and the quarterback comes in and is not intimidated and plays with a lot of confidence, and that's what Narcisse did for uh, UTSA. The BYU team, despite the sputtering and the stop starting, I do think capping off their final drive with a touch. Now, the defense isn't going to be happy the fact that they turned around and gave up a touchdown and gave UTSA an opportunity for an onside kick, but for our, but for the BYU offense to march down, as you said, put together a six-minute drive when it was gut check time and put the ball in the end zone, I think was something that they can now build on together with all of uh, you know the things that are c- going to come out throughout the course of film study that they need to improve on. BYU has Zach Wilson go 22 for 30 for 292, two touchdowns, no picks, and a passer rating of 177.1. Still a very impressive number, if not his 200-plus he's had in the first three weeks of the season. Tyler Algier ends up rushing 19 times for 116 yards and a score. BYU in the Sitake era goes to 7-0 at home when the Cougars have a 100-yard rusher. Lopini Katoa adding 36 on the ground. Dax Milne extends BYU's string of 100-yard receivers to four games. He had seven for 102 today. Gunner was held, you say held, to four for 80. 
and left the field for a time, did come back in. He had the long play of the day, a 52-yard reception. That was Gunner's day on the day. UTSA, uh, once Lowell Narcisse came in the game, he was good. How about his, Look at his pass efficiency rating in a loss, 214.2. He was 17 for 20 for 229 and two scores. What if they'd begun the game with him? You wonder about that because Frank Harris was ineffective in going 7 for 13 for 58 yards and a pick. Sincere McCormick averaging 132 rush yards per game held to 42, and it was a lot of pass for uh, uh, UTSA in the comeback effort, it must be said. Uh, Zachary Franklin led the uh, Roadrunners with seven grabs for 79 yards and a score. I gave you the yardage numbers a moment ago. Uh, UTSA, nine penalties for 79, BYU seven for 55, so the penalty number creeps up for BYU, but I think they have set a program record for fewest penalties through the first four games of a season, despite the fact they had seven today. BYU ends up going 50% on third downs. That'll work. Uh, Seven for 14 on a day that UTSA went four of 13. BYU one of two on fourth downs. Cougars ran seven more plays. The Cougars averaged seven yards per play, 6.9 to be precise, to UTSA's 5.9. Possession time, BYU uh, plus six minutes on this day. Uh, Turnovers one apiece. And uh, TFLs, BYU had eight of them, including one sack and four tackles for loss, no sacks for UT San Antonio, or UTSA. So BYU's kept Zach Wilson upright. He's been sacked in only one game. Troy got him twice, so two sacks allowed in four games with both sacks coming in one game. So BYU does a nice job uh, keeping Zach Wilson upright and clean in the pocket. Leading tackler for BYU, Isaiah Kafusi with nine. Six of them were solo. Riley Nelson, a couple more closing thoughts from you for the time being. Yeah, I think, uh, look, you mentioned this right before as the game was winding down, Greg. Like, this is either going to turn to be, uh, like, an exposure of who this team really is, or this will prove to be the catalyst for them to take that next step. I think that, obviously, no one expected, if everybody expected their performance, they wouldn't have garnered as much attention or as much talk as they have through the first three weeks of the game. So no one expected that. That was the first step forward. Now they were tested. Give UTSA credit. By the way, I do want to point out and make a prediction here that I think this will prove to be this 27 to 20. While we're feeling a little bit down right now, when we sit at the end of the season, I think UTSA's, UTSA is a good football team. I think they're well positioned to. Uh, now that they found a quarterback in Narcisse, positioned to compete for a Conference USA, at least their division championship, if not the overall conference championship. And I think when we look back at this, a 27-20 win against a UTSA team that I only think is maybe going to lose one or two more ball games, will you know you look back at that and you'll say, yeah, we didn't play well, but they're a good football team and we still got it done. So, um, the but going back to what you said, Greg, is I think this and and my hope is that this will be the next step forward, and uh, they better do it because they got a quick turnaround. We mentioned the Houston game a couple times during the broadcast. That is on a Friday, which means you've got one less day of work, of game planning to do, and even one less day of rest. So um, the the perceived struggles or maybe not playing up to the level of expectations this game combined with the quick turnaround will really test the mettle of this BYU team, and I'm excited to see them rise to the occasion. BYU rises to 4-0 on the year. Coming up next, postgame coverage begins with Cougar Postgame Live. Your host, Jason Shepard, player and coach interviews, a lot of them to come as well. BYU wins it by 7 here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.